powered by Riverside. Under the weather today. Yes, it's COVID. It's unbelievable. I think I feel like I've had COVID like five times, and I took a week off of doing this show. And I thought I I was on a vacation. We'll get to that in a minute. But I thought I can't take another week off, so I had to give it a go. And I don't feel great, um, but hopefully, everyone out there feels better than I do. Uh, kids are getting back to school. I mean, it's just uh, it's just a mess. But the weather's uh, beautiful. I love fall. And I, I just got back from a week um, in the great state of New Jersey. I'm going to talk all about that today. I had a great trip. It was for a, essentially the uh, kind of celebration of life, if you will, for my dad. If you follow the show, you know... When when we were taking our trip last November, I did a tribute episode to him right after he passed away while the family and I were in uh, Singapore. And I love Singapore. And I and, and just to not to get too off track, but the day that I found out that he passed away, uh, I kind of took a walk around town and just realized, you know, I really like, I, I like this town. And I like that it's sort of associated, you know, in the pantheon of my memories and um, it's kind of an interesting kind of juxtaposition. So uh, we went out to Southern New Jersey, Southern tip of Jersey. It's a, it's a beautiful state. And we, we rented a car. I have been renting a lot of cars lately, especially with our trip, you know, that we took around the world and nothing, when we got to New Jersey, I mean, nothing is is a better contrast than that culture, that East Coast culture, and like the kind of refined nature of a lot of these kind of places we went. We we're traveling, you know, the history. And there's tons of history back east, but you, that's like that's really America back there. That's one of the great things about this country, and it gets a little annoying. Um, but that kind of that East Coast kind of aggressive nature and when I was when I was in uh, uh, England when I was in London I did a little bit of college and law school there and they they thought I w- the British thought I was kind of aggressive and I I thought you, know, you get you should go to New York go to Jersey uh, great places and we rented a car and so the first part of the show I want to I want to do the this is the car rental episode and if you're one of these kind of travel, you know, traveling salesman types, saleswomen, and you like live in airports and you know all the tricks and you uh, know all the lingo, well, this episode's not for you. I'm not going to help you out. I'm going to help out somebody that rents a car maybe once a year. And you always kind of forget, you know, I used to have like this protocol in my head of things that I looked at and uh, tactics I wanted to employ at the rental car agency, kind of show them who's boss. 
and then I would inevitably kind of forget how to approach the whole thing. And so this is kind of a primer, a primer, however you say that word, um, as to how, you know, how I think you can do a better job with your rental car. So first of all, kind of companies to use, that, that is a lot of personal preference. Um, this company I was initially not fond of, it's called Sixt, S-I-X-T. They're a German company. They are a main sponsor of Galatasaray, which is a Istanbul football club and really kind of a historic great club. And then they, they're on the jersey, so it's, it, they're making a big push. And they made a big push in Europe. And when I initially t- had an experience with them in Philly, wasn't so great. I'm not sure that that was their fault. That's one company in Europe that actually worked out really well for us. That's uh, we rented with them for three out of the four, you know, and, and uh, the fourth one was in was blue in Iceland, but the other three we rented in Sweden. After Hertz, you know, Hertz had messed around with my reservation, and I think I talked about this on the Sweden. I maybe didn't. To, I, I felt like it was TMI, but they. They messed around with my reservation, and I had to end up canceling it because when I went to go book again, it, it had like tripled in cost, and I had gotten a good deal, and it wasn't going to be a good deal anymore, and so I switched over to Sixth because I, I said, well, I guess we'll try them again. They're, they're still here. They didn't go bankrupt after what we experienced in Philly, and sometimes those companies get better, so Sweden... Uh, then France, we did a 45-day rental there, and then we did sixth in uh, Turkey. Oh, and then we had a three-day rental in Mallorca. That was uh, – uh, I forget the name of that one. That was not uh, That was not sixth. But I was counting kind of the longer rentals. You know, in Turkey, we were th- 30 days. So uh, Hertz is a, is – I'm a gold member at Hertz. I kind of like to use Hertz at times. This is the the meme stock company that, you know, the headline said they filed for bankruptcy, but it was very likely Chapter 11 bankruptcy, just a reorg. Uh, and they, uh, they're still kicking. So, you know, it'd be nice if some of those people that wrote headlines about Hertz filing for bankruptcy would explain a little bit more about what chapters – 11 and 13 are those are the two chapters that apply to corporations but that's neither here nor there um i neglected this time to use sixth and i went with uh, dollar which actually i went through vip in newark which is just a booking agent and i it was like a mystery when when you show up like what what are you going to get here uh um and and I, I found that it was dollar and the, the lines like out the door and uh, and right next to them is sixth and uh, you know the gentlemen uh, were pleasant over there and no nobody was in line there they were waiting for people and they were saying like we have cars right now you know if you if you just show up here we could rent you a car right now probably a good deal and I was already locked into the price I'd paid to dollar I couldn't cancel anymore so it's much to my chagrin I think next time I probably will go sixth. Maybe in the U.S. they still haven't caught on. And so we flew into Newark. And again, this is like a classic American city. Uh, it's hard to explain really what Newark kind of means to the country. I mean, it, 
believe it or not, it's a pretty international airport. Tons of international flights are in and out of Newark. It's an eastern seaboard uh, that's a little bit, well, probably a lot less hectic than than NYC. You know, uh, I I don't think I've, I think I was at Kennedy Airport when I was a kid, but generally fly in and out of LaGuardia, New York, and uh, that's a, uh, those are hectic airports, small, outdated. Well, Newark's outdated. It's not as hectic, and it's kind of easier to get some space. Um, and so then we, you know, we flew into Newark to drive to Southern Jersey. And so here, so when you, when you secure your rental car, um, you need to be prepared for what the, the agent, this is the first line of defense you need to have up because the, the rental car agent is, is a trained assassin and he or she is there to, uh, basically, show you who's boss. I'm going to tell you how to show them who's boss. So first thing to do, you need to know if your credit card uh, has rental car collision coverage. Um, rental car collision coverage uh, is offered by many travel cards. Both of my, my Bonvoy card and my Quest United card have rental car coverage. The way to find that out is to get a copy of the um, the terms documents. These are pretty easily downloadable online, and you know, in my in my legal practice, we try to get planned documents, and it's like pulling teeth. And credit card companies, thankfully, are pretty easy to do that. You just get a PDF, and they'll have a pretty easily understood section um, regarding rental car. And usually what it'll tell you is for that coverage to apply the collision, you need to, um, decline the, 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 the coverage offer at the rental car company. And so not just the first offer because they're, they'll do the first one that, you know, they know there's not many suckers out there right now that go for that first offer, you know, the full coverage, it's like for, for an extra hundred dollars a day, you can sleep at night. You don't have to worry about the disasters that lurk in terms of like smashing the rental car. And I've had them be pretty aggressive with me. Like you do know, like your kid's not going to a private school. If you dent this car, like they're coming after you. And sometimes it can be really nerve wracking, but if you've already done your background research on your collision coverage, then you can, you can have fun with it and you can think a little bit, you know, about it. And you know, he thinks maybe you're going to sign uh, No, I think, I think it's better. We don't. And then they'll, they'll offer the secondary one, which is like $7 a day. That's a little more tempting. That seems like a little more reasonable, but it's probably a worse deal. So, I mean, that thing probably doesn't cover anything. Maybe if a light bulb burns out, so you're going to decline that too. And by the way, I don't offer any legal advice here or tax advice or anything. So, it's up to you to get your, your credit card info. So once you get the car, you're going to go out there. You're going to do you, you want to walk around the car. You really do. And in fact, this last time my wife did it because I was being lazy and uh, I wanted to get started with the vacation. She walked around, took pictures of any little pieces of damage. Most rental cars companies that I've seen, including Sixth, um, they will offer you a printout. They have a file for every car in their system that's with barcodes. Like, we figured this stuff out in the 80s, guys. We can use barcodes. 
And But six does that, so they'll give you a printout of the known damage of the vehicle. Well, you know, dollar didn't give me a printout. Big surprise. It's, it's like they spent a dollar on their you know, IT infrastructure because they didn't give me a printout. The people behind the counter were like, you know, <clears throat> they're like flirting. There's like a budding love story be, right before me, which is sweet and it's nice, but I'm trying to get out of here to start my vacation and nobody really even noticed that I was there. So they give you the keys. I kind of like that. And again, he didn't fight very hard. He could tell I was a no, no, no guy. Decline the gas coverage, be a grown-up, fill up the car before you get to the airport. It takes a little bit of advanced planning, but unless you're over the age of 60, you should always decline that gas option. Don't do it. You don't need to do it. Uh, that, that is some advice I can give you. There are gas stations. Yeah, I've seen $10 a gallon on that stuff. We would have we paid an extra $100 on our gas this time. So that was $100 saved. So you take a picture of all the damage and uh, hit the road. But before you do that, and this is kind of getting to the end of these tips, because once you're out on the road, I can't teach you how to drive, but you get, you know, sit in the car and look, I've taught, I've taught three au pairs how to drive. So I'm kind of, I'm like a quasi driving instructor right now. And you, you want to familiarize yourself with all the controls of the vehicle immediately. You want to adjust the rear view, adjust the side mirror, adjust the seat. And uh, if, you're, if you're at night, make sure you understand how the headlights work. There's always different systems. We rented a Ford. I had never used one of these Fords. I, I don't think I ever will again. I, if this is what American cars are, are hammering out right now, then I'm, I'm not interested. Sorry. Um, I mean, it's just not for me. You know, no gear shift. So... Um, Familiarize yourself and then get driving and, you know, don't, uh, remember driving is a privilege. Don't, uh, take it for granted and be safe out there. If you're in New Jersey, you're going to need money for tolls. There's an easy pass. They'll charge you $25 a day. If you just bring like a couple of twenties, that'll get you down all the way to the coast of Jersey and back They give change now. Um, I think I've seen the single most boring job in the U.S. We're just sitting in one of these like change booths, especially with the advent of Easy Pass. But I digress. It's it's something that you just get some cash. They don't take credit card in New Jersey, so that's another thing on the on the tolls. Um, so we hit the road. We head south, and I'll tell you for somebody who's never been to New Jersey, this is kind of the section of the episode for you. If you've been there, you probably know there's. You know, people say, like, you got to head south. You know, get south. North is terrible. Uh, not so fast. Um, usually I fly I, I, I fly into Philly and I drive down from there. And that drive's kind of boring, actually. It, it kind of is nice for a bit once you meet, when, when you get out of Philly. And by the way, the, the drive out of Philly is kind of interesting, too. But once you, hit a, once you hit that highway for a bit there, it's kind of boring. There's not much to see. But the drive on the Garden State Parkway is actually kind of nice. You go by all the beach towns. We stay in Egg Harbor, which is outside of Atlantic City. And use some points at uh, just a quiet little hotel. We initially were thinking, let's hit hit Atlantic City. I've never been there. My wife is a degenerate gambler, but we thought we'd get some sleep. And that was a good call. 
because the next morning we woke up super refreshed. We, from there, you, know, you can head to Cape May. That's where our family goes. Uh, for us, that's that's it. That's the Jersey Shore. I know if you're around, if you live around there, there's some other spots. Stone Harbor is really nice. Avalon, Sea Isle City, Ocean City, uh, and just you know, I'm not gonna. Say, I mean, Wildwood's very interesting. I don't, I don't know how nice it is. Very interesting, Wildwood. And we uh, we took kind of the back road in there. That's really nice. They're charging a toll on that back road, like two dollars and fifty cents. Uh, that's worth it. That was a toll I was happy to pay because I love that little drive. You come back into Cape May, which is exit zero. It's the end of the Garden State Parkway. It's the southern tip of New Jersey, and it's right across the Delaware Bay from um, uh, Del uh, Biden's place, Rehoboth. Rehoboth Beach, and I and I've been to Rehoboth. Really nice, but it's not Cape May. None of those places are Cape May. I mean, why can't we just say that? It's like it's, you know, that's that's the hill I'm going to die on. Um, you, there. Let me just tell you this about Cape May. There are over 600 Victorian homes with within the the, the town limits. 600 of them, and they're and and I love Victorian. Like I'm a huge sucker for Victorian architecture. The, um, Cape May's evolved quite a bit. A lot of kind of the kind of younger entrepreneurs 10, 15 years ago, they, they wanted to move back. They realized it was a great place to hang out. It's uh there's a lot of nature. It's a good place to exercise and they wanted to, you know, take their families down there. And I could see that if you, if you're, if you work in, in Philadelphia, I mean, what a great place to go on the weekends. It's like we're kind of spoiled in Colorado. I mean, we have we have some of those spots. So, um, KMA has some newer stuff, some beer. Uh, KMA uh, KMA Brewery is is terrific. I mean, it really is. I don't I don't know how good it was originally. I just kind of liked that there was a brewery, and my brother's the beer guy, and I'm not, but um, the beer is just absolutely terrific. And they perfected their craft. There's some wine too. I actually didn't have any wine uh, while we were there, which is weird. I think we just, we only had a week and we just had to squeeze so much in. The seafood was terrific. That was good to, good to, to see. And it's a, it's the kind of place where like, if you're, you know, I think if you're a foreign tourist, you, you could really enjoy it. It kind of has that English feel. I did hear an English accent. So there were some English kids. A lot of the a lot of the work staff are from over in Central Europe that kind of come over on work visas. And that's always been kind of an element. There's like a Russian feel. There's a lot of there's a lot of Russian and Ukrainian imprints along the Jersey coast, uh, Polish quite a bit of Polish. I mean, that's where you know, my, the Polish side of my family comes from New Jersey. And then, um, we have a Danish side that didn't really set down roots in New Jersey, but really more in Florida, but that's another story. And, um, of course in New York, in Long Island, Staten Island areas, they're just enclaves. And so there's, there's a international feel, but then there's also like the Philly feel, and there's the East Coast kind of feel. And we had great weather and uh, went to the beach, uh, did my dad's ceremony. That went off without a hitch. And 
uh, really great food this time. You know, there, I, this isn't a travel, this isn't a Cape May travel guide. This is just kind of giving a shout out to Cape May that what you have to do if you've been there as much as I have, you kind of get creative. Like my dad would have done the same trip for eternity. It, exact same things, just down to the same beach, go to the same restaurant, rent rent the same house. <clears throat> and we like to switch things up, especially because I had the task of getting my wife to to love Cape May, which, you know, fellas, if you do that, you get to go back, right? So that's the first order of business. And uh, mission accomplished there. She loves it. Kids love it. It's a great place for kids, too. So I've never been, I've barely been to places in Maine. I've never been to Sag Harbor. I've never been to the Hamptons. I've never been to, you know, the beaches of uh, Rhode Island. I forget the, I forget the name of Narragansett, you know, Rhode Island. I haven't been to some of these like famous places. So for me, you know, Cape May is the spot. You know, I've been to Hilton Head in South Carolina. I, I love the Eastern Seaboard in general. I love that kind of nautical English history, revolutionary war history. So Cape May's great for history buffs. I already mentioned the um, mentioned the Victorian homes, and I. Uh, but again, I've been to Hilton Head, and it's better than Hilton Head. It's better in all them places. I mean, it'll take all comers. It's a great. It's a wonderful place, and so. That's that's pretty much it. I uh, I'm trying to think if I missed something on the rental car. Um, I mean the the gas one's tough, but don't don't buy the gas. Uh, watch the extras, and make sure you drive safe out there. But the big ones are the rental coverage. Um, you want to make sure that also you're you are yourself insured for bodily injury you might cause to someone else in an accident too. So check into that type of coverage. And uh, it's called underinsured. Um, I'm sorry, it's not underinsured. It's liability coverage through your auto insurance. And I actually think that it would be quite rare that auto insurance would not cover rental car usage. But check your terms there. Uh, sorry for all the insurance talk. I get my family accuses me of that all the time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry about the absence while we took care of some business back east. Hope we didn't lose any listeners. Looks like we picked up a few. And um, we will be back with some fun topics next week. <laughs>